The Cooped Up Podcast is brought to you guys by Anchor.fm. People are always asking me, Koopa, how do I start my own podcast? And my answer, Anchor is the best place to go. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. It's free and it includes easy to use tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only is it easy to use, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sites like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, do you want to start a podcast about sports, music, literature? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, it's Koopa. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up for what you're going to be listening to this week. Um, this is a main feed preview for a side podcast I'm going to be hosting with my friend Shenanigans, uh, aka Shannon, uh, for this upcoming season of Survivor. Uh, we are doing a review podcast every week, so uh, just want to let you guys know, I mentioned it in the podcast that this is not going to be replacing Cooped Up or Cooped Up isn't going to be going anywhere. Uh, we are instead just, um, you know, adding some more content for you guys to listen to. So if you want to listen to this show, uh, feel free to do so. It's going to be up in the main feed uh, with a couple different bells and whistles. But for this week only, it'll be part of the main Cooped Up feed if you're into this. So enjoy mine and Shannon's uh, deep dive and first impressions of the cast of you know season 41 of Survivor on the debut episode of The Tribe is Broken. Enjoy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special first episode of a new podcast that I'm launching on the Cooped Up Feeds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of The Tribe is Broken. Uh, this is going to be a weekly uh, Survivor uh, podcast hosted by not just myself. I have brought along uh, some some backup here. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about the new season of Survivor. Uh, and you know, concurrent to as it's airing, so I brought along my friend. Uh, you might recognize her from the reality TV show Breakdown podcast we did on on uh, Cooped Up Proper. Please welcome back to the show, uh, Shannon. Shannon, how are you? Hi guys, I'm good. I am so excited. Uh, a little bit about me and my Survivor love. I've seen all 40 seasons thus far, some multiple times. I'm not proud of that. Um, <laughs> I am one of those people where if you do watch Survivor, you know there's like the super fans and it's always super exciting when they get on the show. I would definitely consider myself a super fan. Uh, so I'm really excited to get into the cast of 41. Uh, there's some new changes this year, which will either make it more exciting or you know, make all of us cry and they'll go back to how it's always been done for 42. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to do this. I survivor has been one of the tent poles of my personality. And like one of the things that I've loved, you know, throughout the entirety of my life. And, you know, there is a big, uh, you know, off season, obviously due to the coronavirus pandemic. So survivor had to shut down production last March. Uh, they were able to sneak in, Back to uh, Fiji uh, back in March of 2021, they were able to film a season, and now, you know, we have a, a new season of Survivor to watch, and 
you know, uh, podcasting is something that I've really enjoyed. I don't think the internet is lacking in Survivor podcasts, but you know, I, I want to you know throw my hat into the ring, gives us something to talk about every week, Shannon. So, like you mentioned, uh, some format changes for this upcoming season of Survivor, um, and so I'll, I think I'll get your Im- impressions uh, right off the bat. What what is uh, do you, do you like some of the changes that you're doing so far? Um. I definitely think it's going to be interesting, right? Because something I've also started watching over quarantine is Naked and Afraid. Um, And that is very (laughs) bare bones minimum survival. And my hope is with them saying, oh, we're not giving them food and we're, we're making it shorter. My hope is they made it shorter because it's going to be more difficult. To actually survive as the name of the show, you know, implies. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that's that's a good point. So obviously, if you know, if you're not familiar with the with how Survivor functions as a show, traditionally, uh, you know, a cast of you know sixteen to twenty people varies with the season, uh, are marooned in a desert island, and you know are divided into tribes of however many. Uh, they compete in challenges both for reward and for immunity, and you know the losing tribe thus has to vote somebody out of their tribe and you know that cycle continues until both tribes merge and then that continues until there is a sole survivor and usually survivor is played uh you know throughout uh over the course of 39 days and the biggest change so far from 41 uh and you know jeff probst host and executive producer of the show has been pretty open that this is a new era for survivor you know they're really trying to push that this is a you know that what what was once a a fixture of the first 40 seasons and 20 years of the show uh, is now going to be different. And one of the biggest ones being is that they have actually cut down the season uh, one third. So season 41, at least is going to be 26 days versus, uh, you know, 39 days. And um, yeah, they've, they've been very open about like, you know, the, uh, about quote unquote the monster at the end of the horror movie about what's gonna like <laughs> you know how tough this season is gonna be. Um, from I haven't you know I've read on uh, some things that you know that might mean less reward challenges that you know there's which again which is fine by me personally. They, I feel like they've kind of phased those out as it's happened, but I'm curious to see how this is gonna go. You know I, I think what we're gonna get out of this is maybe a little bit more uh, fast paced gameplay. You know you're, you're probably gonna see a lot more double boots so i don't know i think right off the off the gate i'm excited to see how this goes it's gonna be fun to see you know the game maybe picked up uh, a little bit in pace yeah and you know they're still starting they have three tribes of six people each so uh 18 total so right in that median still or medium amount of you know usually like you said like 20 is like kind of the i guess the standard that's been set right um it could be sure. a little less like 16 18 this season um i think maybe once or twice it's been a little more uh, maybe on some of those like why do i think like brains and beauty and bronze was a little more than 20 no i don't think they've ever done more than 20 in an american season i know mm-hmm. in like the foreign seasons they've i think they've expanded the tribes to like 22 or 24 that's um, probably what it is uh if you're not new to survivor <laughs> the seasons do begin to run together <laughs> Also, yeah. <laughs> not only the seasons, but the various variations of Survivor. Uh, there's a lot, but the concept doesn't change so much that it's every season's quite as unique. So I'm hoping with these changes, it kind of sets itself. If this is a new era, you know, I'm expecting this to be kind of unique. 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally in in line with that too. Um, I think especially for like a new person cast, I think 18 is sort of the sweet spot. I think one of the biggest problems that Survivor's had, I think, in my opinion, the last 10 seasons is storytelling. You know, because there's so much emphasis on, you know, the game twist. There's so much emphasis on, uh, you know, the the advantages and everything that comes with it. That I feel like you lose a lot in regards to kind of fleshing out some of these stories. Uh, especially in you know in the earlier episodes where you're trying to really get to know everybody, and uh, I feel like you know maybe with uh 26 days, it's gonna allow you know maybe for some for some better storytelling for you know Survivor to get back to you know what it once initially was, which is essentially just like you know a a social experiment. And I I hopefully you know less days means that the advantages are gonna be a little bit less frequent. Um, and I'm I'm really hoping that they really just get down to you know kind of fleshing out the stories of some of these people better because you know this this cast is 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 very interesting and we're gonna go into to depth about you know the castaways as our uh, de- debut episode uh, goes on but that also leads me into the second transition of what the biggest story of this season so far is that they've dropped the theming motif uh, Survivor yes. 41 <laughs> is simply just known as Survivor 41 so how do you, how do you feel about that. Um, I think it kind of goes along with what uh, has been said a little bit that Jeff is going to break the fourth wall and we as the viewers are kind of going to have more insight into things as they would happen. I think in a way that might be the new unspoken theme, right? Because Jeff has always been very interactive with the cast itself, but never really with the viewer at home. Um, So I think it's almost more of a game they've called it a game flat out over the years but but now especially and now they say there's this game within the game for the viewers at home which should be fun for us to try to figure out um so i, I think that kind of is the theme i don't think it needs a theme if it goes well the way they are intending um i am gonna miss some of the themes <laughs> i think some of them were fun and good like i said earlier uh, brains versus beauty versus brawn was good um I think they've done like oh blood versus water obviously very popular. I, I still am waiting for heroes versus villains too though. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly <laughs> surprised I haven't done that one yet. Um, yeah, and what like Jeff even said in his interviews like you know we're not going to completely abandon the theme motifs. I'm sure you know uh, whenever they film more of these seasons moving forward that they're going to be uh, you know I'm sure they'll incorporate like a oh, survivor 43 or 44. You know they can probably throw like a tagline at the end of that. Because I agree, I think second chance is too is somewhat is a theme that people have been uh, crying for. I think uh, obviously another blood versus water season, which is my personal favorite of like the you know the theming motifs. I think that one's a lot of fun. Heroes versus villains too. I feel like is just there for the teeing off. I don't you know. I hope they do that again, but I feel like they've cha- they channeled the magic so perfectly for that season. You know, mm-hmm. it's many people's favorite season of Survivor. Mine also. It's mine. Know, inc- yeah. yeah, no, it's mine. <laughs> included in that so i don't know I'm, I'm really excited to see you know just kind of a sort of back to basics you know game season of survivor that's not held down by the chains of a theme because you know you, you see it time and time again that you know they really have to kind of to uh to shoehorn uh you know the theming motifs in throughout the season and then it kind of just like lingers over the tribe until the end of the season and you know it becomes a big talking point of the final tribal council which isn't necessarily always fair because like at that point you know the the motif really doesn't mean much um so i'm excited to see again like sort of a back to uh basic seasons it's a little strange to see just a giant number 
plastered on the side mm, of, of the right. books and, and, and the merchandise. So uh, that's a little weird. Uh, and you also mentioned the other change that they mentioned is that, uh, and Jeff said this in CBS posted a, a promotional video that kind of like breaks down some of what the big changes are to season. And the other one that they focus on was called the game within a game. So, um, are you, uh, did you catch this the first time you watched this trailer? Cause I actually had to watch this the second time before I caught up what he was talking about. So I actually read it first. Um, apparently from what they say, there's going to be little clues and things for us to look for puzzles for us to solve at home. Um, to kind of give the people like us who want to be on Survivor, you know, kind of a, an idea of, hey, could we actually do this? Because I think how many people do we have that go on and say, oh, I'm a Survivor super fan. I got this in the bag. And then they 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 don't. Um, so I think it'll be interesting. I, I am excited to see how Jeff breaks the fourth wall with that. Because, uh, again, that's never really happened unless it's the reunion. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how that works. I'm Definitely missing the Jeff sass in my life. So excited. Yeah, I agree. And I think so from if I could put a thought onto what I think is going to happen here, um, because if, if I remember, I, I remember vividly from the first season of Survivor that there'd be these awkward transitions between like, you know, challenge or tribal council where Jeff would like address the audience about what exactly is going on. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're going to maybe see a lot more of that per se. Um, and even regardless how they do it, I do like that they're at least trying to keep everybody in the, you know, in the know about what's happening with these twists, because again, one of the biggest problems, I don't think my issue, you know, derives from the twists. I feel like, especially in the last few seasons of, of the show, uh, you know, whoever has the most jewelry and like advantages at the end of the mm -hmm. game is usually deemed like, you know, the sole survivor. But again, that doesn't necessarily always net you a win because, you know, for every Edge of Extinction victory you get, you get pretty much the same game the next season and, and uh, does not pan out well for the guy with all the jewelry. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, at least keeping everybody in the loop. It's like, OK, hey, this is what we're this is what we're doing. This is what you can expect. And the audience at home can uh, expect that. I'm sure having that, you know, game within a game will be fun for the, you know, to keep people entertained at home, uh, mm -hmm. because I think one of the the the. the worst aspects of survivor some of the bad the, you know the bad episodes is that when like, people are just bored and like aren't doing anything and some of these like middle days like you know the you know days nine through 12 you know like right before the merge uh are usually kind of a dry spell so if they you know if they can find a way to kind of you know amp that sort of uh up keep things entertaining throughout then again i welcome these changes and, and it's gonna be a lot of fun in, in my opinion I'm, I'm i'm usually a stickler for change but you know i've been so touch star for survivor i'm sure you mm -hmm. can you right. know a oh, lot yeah. of other people are in the same boat mm -hmm. as us I'm, I'm very excited for what these twists uh, have in store all right should we get to the people yeah so as there's so, a you know just for a, a format uh you know note the way that we're going to do these podcasts is that once the survivor airs october 22nd not october, september 22nd woof editing note <laughs> uh yeah yeah so the, the season will debut uh in a couple of weeks at the time of us recording this so uh you know once the episodes go uh live we'll watch them we'll we'll talk about them we'll talk you through it uh and we'll figure out some other stuff along the way as well but you know as for a a debut episode here we're just going to kind of go through uh you know the cast the 18 castaways that we're going to see on your tv uh, this season, as well as, you know, uh, shout outs to parade.com, great website for entertainment. Yes. <laughs> uh, they have posted uh, some tribe breakdowns as well. So we can at least, you know, kind of use that as reference to see, you know, how people's personalities are going to niche because, 
and and mix well because uh Shannon, we have a uh, a three tribe uh, out the gate start uh, uh. this time around. So, <laughs> so I, I, what, I what, what, yeah, <laughs> give me give me your take on three tribes. I know this is a very controversial take. Like I, I don't love three tribes at the start. I think that's fine for a mix up once relationships have already been built. Um, I just feel like that causes so much, like almost actually, it's funny from a production standpoint, it's like you're, you're, you know, pinballing now between three tribes, whereas two just works so nicely, I feel like. Um, so uh, as long as they give everybody equal time, because there's definitely been, you know, three tribes in the past where one hasn't, you know, I, I forget what season it was, but it might have been two tribes. I don't know. But but if a tribe is doing well, right, and they're not really having much going on, they don't tend to focus on them. I want to know all these people. I want to see it all. So if they can split their time evenly with three tribes, as they've done before, sure. But even with the shorter day, like shorter game, it's like, okay, there's so much more they have to cram into each episode. And I just worry that we're gonna we're gonna lose a tribe in there somewhere. Yeah, I I definitely can attest to that as well. Um Again, the, the biggest issue with Three Tribes is, like you said, it comes down to the editing side of things. And it also plays back into what I said about storytelling. You know, there's so many times where people just get lost in the story mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, there's so much other stuff going on uh, amongst the show that they have to catch up with. So that's a little frustrating, uh, nonetheless. But again, if it's only... Since we're in a back to basic season, so pretty so, kind of sorta, mm -hmm. I feel like there'll be like a higher emphasis on storytelling here. So I feel like we'll get equal you know, amounts of time right. with everybody at and at least at the start. And I think starting them in three tribes is is in my opinion, I like that better than swapping the three tribes because you know at that point there's already like you know pre established stuff mm -hmm. and you've seen it time and time again. Uh, is, 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 is using this last season example, you know Parvati playing a pretty decent game and then she gets yeah. swap screwed very bad as does uh mm -hmm. as does boston robbed so you know it's 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 been said time and time again about how the swap screw can really screw people up and i feel like since they're already starting with three tribes i think my hot take will be that i don't think there's gonna be any tribe swaps i think they're just gonna no. if, 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 if one tribe eats shit i think they're just gonna let that tribe eat shit until somebody you know gets erased so Right, and and I mean that's we've seen it before. There has, for the people who don't know, on Survivor, there has been a tribe of one before. Yes, there has been. Yep, yeah, all the we way back in season uh, ten. We could see that again, super easy if they just kind of let it rock. Um, now, now in a perfect world, right? Uh, the first, you know, every tribe, right? So, like I said, three tribes is six. They would all probably get down to a mix of three or four per tribe and merge. Um, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> yes. There has been totally dominant seasons by tribes where in the merge, it's predominantly one tribe and then just like a couple, you know, throw-ins from the other tribe. So as kind of what you were saying, let's say, you know, like I said, three tribes of six, one of them does go down to that one and then is knocked out. They could just merge right then and there. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how they navigate this because I'm again, I'm truly of the nature that I don't think any tribe swaps are happening this season. And, you know, with smaller tribes, it's going to give you more time to kind of, you know, get to see everybody. But at the same time, there's nowhere to hide on these smaller tribes. So, mm -mm. you know, if, if your favorite is finding themselves on the outside uh, early, it's not going to be good. So 
you know, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes down. And, you know, are, are you ready to start uh, getting into some of these people here? Because I'm very excited about yes. this cast. <laughs> yeah, this cast is very diverse, very interesting people. I'm really excited. Yeah, I do want to say that off the cuff um, because, as you know, I've, I'm pretty – I don't. I don't want to say involved with the survivor community, but I do keep my you know my hand on the pulse from most things that are happening, and you know a big issue over the last year you know with the with the Black Lives Matter movement and you know a push for better representation in places where there isn't. Uh, survivor uh, reality TV was one of those places that got hit, and I know that a a couple of Survivor alumni you know sent in a letter to CBS CBS to be like, hey, listen, you know we want better representation for people of color. Uh, on television, and you know, you you've you you see, see it with this cast. This cast is incredibly diverse, and I mm-hmm. believe CBS passed a diversity initiative where I think moving forward with shows like Big Brother and Survivor, that at least fifty percent of the cast is going to be you know uh you know p uh you know people of color, and uh you know that's awesome. That I think that's amazing. Yeah, and, and and I would say, looking at the cast, that that's true. Like that is a fact here. Not only diverse in that sense, right? But what I've noticed is this specific cast of Survivor much more age diverse as well. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I think this is also, you know, I feel like the uh, the casting, uh, you know, uh, team has to get their roses here because you know, sans season forty because that was an all star season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seasons uh thirty eight and thirty nine uh and, and you know thirty seven as well uh very diverse in regards to not only just you know people of of color but also people of age like you just mentioned you know uh, some of my problems with like the recruitment era of Survivor is that uh and the biggest glaring ish uh you know culprit of this is Survivor uh, Ghost Island where everybody is like you know in their like late you know mid. 20 mid 20s up to their like mid 30s and like mm-hmm. everybody looks like they're like models right so like i i you know i want to see you know you know people really a little bit related normal to people meals. yeah right normal yeah. people <laughs> people that are a little bit older you know different body types different you know all, all that stuff so like you mentioned there's a a big uh you know there's there's some you know people that are that are skewing in their 50s and the late 40s in this cast but also some people you know on the younger side of things so it's going to be fun to see how these uh dynamics uh shake out uh socially yeah. Okay. So if you're ready to get started, I have our, our first person up here. Um, yeah, go ahead. See. Tell, so tell us is... about our, yeah. So for, okay. for folks following at home, <laughs> we'll put this in the bio at home. If you want to follow along with us, we are go- reading off of the entertainment weekly uh, breakdown of the, the cast. So you guys can uh, follow along with us at home with that. So I'll leave a link in the description of the podcast. So Shannon, lead us off. Who is our first castaway of season 41 we're talking about? Okay, this is Sydney. I'm not even going to try with some of these last names, so let's just stick to first names. This is Sydney. She is 26 from Los Angeles, California. She currently lives in Brooklyn, New York, and she is a law student. Okay. Yeah. So right off the uh, off the bat, you know, uh, <laughs> Sydney's Sydney looks like a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, like you mentioned, 26 law student. That's a, a pretty uh, you know common i feel like uh there's been a lot of law students on survivor um i think something that (laughs) that really uh stuck with me is uh what her pet peeves are uh which include bodily noises such as sniffing snorry snoring heavy breathing and coughing um i hope she knows what she's signing you know what she's signing up for because there's gonna be a lot of that on an island uh you know Mm -hmm. where you don't necessarily have the the comforts of home or maybe a cpap machine so right (laughs) 
Interesting that she says she'll play like Natalie. Honestly, I took one look at her and I thought poverty immediately. You know what it is? I feel like I feel like so many, you know, there's there's been so many like subsections of poverty since mm-hmm. Survivor started. Everybody's trying to gun for, you know, the poverty 2.0, the young, uh, right. you know, uh, attractive looking woman who will flirt her way to the end. Uh, and, you know, for the, the, the Natalie she compares herself to, not Natalie Anderson, obviously a a, a fitness freak and pound for pound, probably, the, you know, easily the toughest woman to ever play yes. and win Survivor. She's very strong. <laughs> uh, compares herself to Natalie White, uh, considered by many to be one of the worst winners of the in the show's history. Um Great. I'm sure. I'm not sure how the public opinion has changed that lately. Again, I, as, as the the game has developed, I feel like the game of Russell is definitely looked at a little bit uh, less, uh, you know, delightfully as right. it has been in the past. But you know, she does say she plays most like Natalie White, or she, you know, she was able to access her place in the tribe and her alliance while consciously nursing Russell's ego. The social awareness is something that I admired. Uh, but Natalie also had like I don't know fourteen confessionals in a winning season, which is not right. necessarily great. That's from not great, standpoint. not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, and again, just kind of reading through everything here, she she uh, mentions why she thinks she can win Survivor, and she says, "I have the essential social skills and social awareness. I am athletic, but not some six two buff dude who will be threatening. I am not a creature of habit and can." adapt to any situation having watched survivor i have the benefit of hindsight and think i have a high survivor iq so i don't know she, I she will definitely say, yeah go, go ahead go sorry ahead. i will say reading over her bio here she does like to run she likes to play soccer she was a california state champion in cross country she is athletic for sure which is a very good thing to be on survivor <laughs> Yeah, you you you've seen it time and time again. You know these these fitness beasts usually do pretty well. Again, Natalie, uh, despite being voted out first in in season forty, uh, was able to just like dominate everybody on the edge of extinction and, mm-hmm. and win her way back into the game. Um, I don't know. She Nat Sydney looks like a lot of fun. You know, she definitely yes. looks like a. Uh, you know, she she definitely is is gonna. I'm sure be penciled in as you know the the flirt. Uh, mm-hmm. quote unquote and I, and I feel like there's definitely some some video stuff where she's also mentioned it's like yeah like I know I'm attractive and I'm sure she'll you know I think she mentioned she'll use that in her advantage when she needs to so like to me then I don't even think that comparing herself you know or you know for me when I say oh she reminds me of poverty I don't think that's a bad thing because if she can use that while also being athletic yeah. that's a that's a serious threat yeah, and looking at the tribe that she's going to be on, though, uh, I don't know how much of an asset that might be for her. Uh, yeah. The men on her tribe uh, are include, uh, you know, Danny McRae, an ex NFL player, uh, Deshaun, who's a 26 year old medical student, and uh, Nasir, who is a 36 year old sales manager from California. So, not necessarily sure how much that's going to come into play, but I think with, you know, she definitely seems like she's physically capable of holding her own. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how she does here. I, I definitely think she's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of potential here. There's maybe a, a you know, a, a stronger version of uh, a poverty here, maybe a bit of a mm-hmm. Michelle Fitzgerald, you know, not necessarily mm, yeah. someone you would expect to uh, win a lot of these big challenges, but uh, definitely could be a challenge threat. Uh you know, and kind of looking at the other women on her tribe, you know, uh, I, I think she she'll be in a good spot. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she's at least any threat of an of an early boot, but you know we'll we'll see how things go. I hope she sticks around for a bit because she sounds like she'll be great TV. Wearing a great yeah. bathing suit, by the way, in her cast photo. Yeah, no, I I love her whole look. Like she, I I love her. Now I really I want her to be on for a long time because she does seem like good TV. So I'm excited. Yeah, so that takes care of Sydney Seagal uh, from Brooklyn, New York. And as we just mentioned, uh, our next cast we will be talking about, Danny McRae, a 33-year-old retired uh, NFL player from Houston, Texas. Uh, again, a lot of what Danny's uh, bio you know, consists of is that he's in, uh, incredibly competitive, mm-hmm. um, you know, how he wants to uh, you know, really change the game of Survivor. And uh, I got to say, very interesting uh, choice for a past survivor. He's played like uh, Ben Drebergen, uh, the one big move king. So uh, so what, what are your thoughts on on Danny from after you know reading through some of his uh, his bio? You know, so there's a there's a trap you can fall into on Survivor, and that's the people who just try too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and. The fact that he keeps saying, I'm so competitive. I want to win. I'm competitive. I just want to, you know, like you said, he compares himself to Ben. Um, you know, he was able to, he says the way Ben was able to outwork everyone on the tribe and do what he needed to do in order to survive was truly admirable. It's that back against the wall mentality I admire. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love the, the, uh, the gusto here. Uh, from Danny because you know a lot of what these people's I, I skimmed through a few of these bios and a lot of what people said is that you know their their plans are to you know are to lay low you know they they don't want to you know do anything uh you know too crazy but in you know in video interviews and other uh you know interviews Danny said that he you know the second he touches down on the beach he's trying to get his hands on an idol and you've seen it in you know in the past uh that that Man, that game plan, like you mentioned, doesn't always pan out. And you know, as 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 good as a, you know, I'm a little bit higher on Ben as a player than other people are. I know that mm-hmm. that season is not looked at in the greatest light, but you know, he still had the he, he still took advantage of a situation where you know he found all those immunity idols and was able to get himself to the end uh, against two people that you know I think he did better than. So it's going to be interesting to see how this works out for Danny. I just feel like in a in a you know in a game where you're of you know you're on a tribe of six mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a lot of cover room no to, to to do these things that he wants uh i do like that he that he mentions that uh his uh he has a fear of letting the people he loves down uh kind of similar to That's adam nice. taylor in the, in the water boy uh so if it goes anything like the water boy i think it'll work out well for him uh, yeah. but you know i don't know i just feel like you know, i feel like this cast kind of reading through their bios they're very like book smart. I feel like there's right. a lot of like s- like heavy strategy people here, and I think they're gonna look at someone like Danny and be like, "We need to get this guy out of here immediately." Mm-hmm. I I agree. They're they're not gonna let anybody physically dominate the game like we've seen in the past. Like Tony's a great example of that, right? They're, they're not gonna let anybody who's physical. Danny clearly a very physical person, ex NFL. Like you said, they're very book smart. You know they. they they're not going to let those people get to the merge or the end, you know, whether it's a final three, final two, because the people who play like that, you know, the Tonys of the world, that's a very easy choice to win. They were physically dominating. They were smart. I, I think we're going to really see a lot of the book smart people kind of outlast those people this season. 
Yeah, and also the track record of the ex-athlete on these shows isn't necessarily. It's the not best. great. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, you know, players like uh, you know, Alan Ball from uh, H, uh, you know, from Triple H, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Hogaboom from Survivor Guatemala. You know, the ex-athlete doesn't necessarily always do well in these shows. So John Morrison. Yes. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out people to, often often forget was on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Mundo, one of the one of one of my personal favorites from from David versus Goliath. Also, yeah, a favorite no, season great. of a lot of people on this cast, from what I realized. So, mm-hmm. I, so I feel like that was that that season was very uh, instrumental to influencing some of the gameplay here. So, you know, I hope Danny's around on on TV for a while. Um, you know, I, I think it'll make great television regardless, if, if, whether he, you know, makes it to the end or burns out in a blaze of glory. But we'll see how it, how it pans out here. All right. So next we have Liliana Wallace. She is 20 from Evanstown, Illinois, currently living in Washington, D.C. She is a college student whose hobbies include dancing, running and writing poetry. Looks like another athletic girl here. Yeah, the, she she definitely uh, is very uh she definitely looks very athletic, as you mentioned. Again, dancing and running, uh, great skills to have. Um, and also, and so she mentions in her bio uh, the player she wants to play the game like uh, is Tony. And that's uh, All right. I mentioned that she's you know I would hope to be a hybrid of Tony and Elaine Stott from Survivor Island of the Idols. That's definitely uh, an, an interesting uh, player comparison there. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know to, to talk about the Tony of it all. Uh, you know, Tony won two, you know, he, he won a, his first season in Kagayan. Tony was an outlier. I, I don't think, uh, it, it's so hard, you know, to really take anything from Tony's game like that because the people playing around him just like were so like not great. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. Someone, like, <laughs> so, like someone that comes out the gates, guns and blazing like Tony doesn't win because you look at what happened when he came on a second time and he gets voted out immediately. So, right. um, but again, just, just kind of reading through, uh, you know, a, a bit of, uh, you know, Liana's bio, like she said, uh, you know, very, she's very smart, obviously, uh, you know, mentions, uh, you know, perform spoken word in front of Congressman John Lewis, uh, spent time in, uh, in Tokyo and Singapore in her childhood. So, you know, well-traveled and, you know, again, she's, uh, she's definitely trying to fill in some big shoes here, but, uh, and kind of looking at her, uh, the tribe she's going to be on. Uh, I feel like she might have some, some room to work here. She is on the Yase tribe with uh, David Voce, a 34-year-old neurosurgeon, Eric Abraham, a 50-year-old cybersecurity analyst, uh, Evie Jagoda, a 28-year-old PhD student, uh, Tiffany Seeley, a 47-year-old teacher, and Xander uh, Hastings, a 20-year-old app developer. So... Uh, you know, definitely an interesting uh, group of people there. But listen, she seems, again, uh, kind of shades of Sydney, very physically, you know, uh, kept, mm-hmm. you know, being able, you know, I'm sure she'll be able to keep up on her own. So I don't, I don't know. Is there anything else that you're grabbing here that stands out to you? So the reason I think like she is a dancer, dancer. Uh, she says her hero is Misty Copeland, the first female African American dancer to be promoted to a principal dancer for the American Ballet Theater. As someone who has dabbled in dance, you don't really know those things unless you have grown up doing ballet, which means I expect her to have very good balance, very good core strength. She's strong. I, I know she might not, you know, maybe look even as physically strong as Sydney did, but but I am expecting really good things from her in challenges. Yeah, listen, she's uh you know, she's definitely looking to fill some some intense shoes. Uh it's really funny how she mentioned she wants to play like Tony, but also mentioned that she hated Tony as a viewer. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see again when if you try to emulate the Tony Vlacos, it might not work out for you. Granted, Tony, I think is is the goat. You know, he he's, right. He's he's managed to you know win uh you know crash and burn and then win again when no one expected him to. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's going to be so much fun uh, to watch how this pans out here. So I'm looking forward just to uh, you know to Liana. Uh, you know I'm, I'm curious to see how she'll she'll blend in with this tribe. That the the Yase tribe, kind of just looking at who they have here. I think that's going to be a, a tough tribe to beat. That's I an know. interesting tribe. Yeah. It's just interesting. I don't, I don't have a better word there than interesting. Like this is such a within these six people, it, it's so diverse in itself. Yeah, I, I it's going to be a, a lot of fun to see how that uh, you know meshes together. As we move on to our next castaway, one of your favorites when we talked about this in the DM. Here he is. This, uh, <laughs> Brad Reese, the first survivor contestant from the great state of Wyoming, a 50-year-old rancher, uh, enjoys hunting, fishing, and helping others pursue their passions and achieve their dreams. Um and so <laughs> Brad is Brad looks like a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, he's a pro- he's, he's he's a private pl- pilot. Uh, he said he's almost died from a, a a rattlesnake bite. Has been blown up by a propane tank, oh and yet gosh. somehow has managed to make it on Survivor. And uh, says that the past player he wishes to play like the most is Boston Rob. We don't have the I same like personality, that. but his thoughtful strategic play is how I see myself playing. So I know you're a big you're, you got big stock in, in Brad. Yes. So what, what, what do you think here? <laughs> so Brad and I said this to you. Right away gave me Bob vibes. For those who don't know, Bob is the person who won our very own Kenny's season of Survivor. Yes, shout out to <laughs> in Gabon. The Ken. <laughs> um, yes, Kenny. Uh, so I honestly, his personality is very Bob because right? Bob was very well traveled. I think he was a teacher. Um, yes, yeah, so a teacher he from very, uh, from Vermont, I think, or one yeah. Of those, but uh, he was extremely well traveled in the world. I think he had even like been to Africa before before the season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and just that that love for life is what I see in Brad mentioning all these things he's done, you know, the rattlesnake encounters and being a pilot and the propane tank. And, you know, he's got a wife of 21 years, four kids, so he's very seasoned in life. He likes to hunt fish, help others. I, I don't know. So I just think like a Bob personality almost with a Boston Rob strategy. I'm very invested <laughs> in Brad. I think he's going to do super well, but I, I want to wait – my one thing is I want to see how he does in survivor challenges. Obviously, he's a rancher. He's very fit. Um, you know, so taking care of all those animals and I don't know what else he has on his ranch. I want to see how all this hard work, you know, kind of more traditional labor skills carries over to the survivor challenges, which oftentimes can be very unique. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this all uh, shakes out here for uh you know, for Brad again, I think he's. I, I'm very interested by him. Uh, the fact that there's been, you know, how many seasons of the show, and this is the first person from Wyoming <laughs> to mm-hmm. be on the show is interesting. Um, you can tell just by his bio, he screams provider. You know, he yes. screams the type of person like, you know, Rupert or you know, Penner from his first time around in Cook mm-hmm. Islands. You know, just someone that wants to provide for the tribe. I don't know necessarily if that arc that archetype, in my opinion, has aged like not as great because I no. feel like I feel like people have have caught on that like uh, listen, the, the producers are not going to let you die 
out there. Right. You know, you've seen it time and time again, you know, players are able to negotiate deals for for more food in exchange for something else. So I feel like necessarily the role of a provider might not necessarily be that essential in the, you know, coming from the thirties. So I feel like in a, in a situation like that, somebody like Brad would not have, have done well because I feel like you're like, okay, we, we can afford to lose the provider and we'll figure out the rest in a scenario where there aren't a lot of reward challenges. Uh, it sounds like, you know, that, that food might be sort of a, a scarcity out here. Uh, having someone like Brad, I think is, is a huge asset. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. on your tribe. So uh, I, I hope he sticks around for a while. If he does, I, I, he doesn't really scream like a threat to me. Like, you know, sort of like how, uh, you know, Bob wasn't necessarily a threat right. in his own right. So uh, he definitely has very non-threatening vibes. So I feel like people might kind of, you know, drag him along for a bit. And I hope that's the case because he seems like a very interesting player. Yes. Okay. Next, Erica, I'm going to try. Kasu. Panam, maybe? I don't know. I'm sorry, Erica. Uh, yeah, let's just go with that. Something. Uh, she is 32. Uh, she is from Niagara Falls. She currently lives in Toronto. She is a communications manager. Oh, she's a boxer. I love that. Love that. That's great. She also likes traveling, fitness, pop culture. Uh, three words to describe her. Fun, fearless, empathetic. <laughs> that, that Honestly, that's relatable. I feel that. The pet peeves really got me. Ignorance and men in ill-fitting jeans. <laughs> Can we have like a, a, a talk about that? Like what? Like as, as listen as a as as a man, I don't I don't you know I'm I'm ignorant to to all most things fashion. Is is like too loose ill-fitting, too tight ill-fitting? Like where's where's the line drawn for ill-fitting? For me, when I think of ill-fitting, um. <laughs> It is too loose, I guess, kind of where there is no different, like, so in my opinion, when you look at a pair of jeans, right, the thigh should not be as wide as the ankle. Okay, I get it. So (laughs) ill-fitting for me is just kind of like there's no shape to them. You know, you want them to hug a little bit, but not be too tight, like you said. I I think that's kind of what she's going for there. I love that. I think that's a great personality. Um, so I, I, something that's very interesting to me, and I, I believe I heard, I don't know if she writes this in her written bio. Uh, I think she does it in one of her video bios. But Erica was actually initially casted uh, to fly out to Survivor last year when season, when season 41 was supposed to be filming. And then things got put on, on hold. I believe she said she quit her job in order to go wow. out on the show. Because, uh, again, even due to Survivor, you still got to get that time off from work, I guess. Right. Uh, <laughs> and one of the many Mitch, and again, in her part of the bio, which, which past Survivor will you play the game most like, she says Brenda on the outside and Todd underneath. Brenda like is physically, yeah, Brenda is physically strong, socially aware, and not afraid to show her teeth. Great callback to Caramoan. That is yeah. very funny. I like that a lot. And she mentions that Todd is her all-time favorite player. And Todd is a favorite of a lot of people on this cast, which leads me to believe that this cast is, is not going to necessarily, like, they're not going to blow you away physically, but, you know, right. uh, strategically, they're probably going to be, uh, you know, v- very, uh, you know, keen and also probably very cutting in, in the confessionals because Todd mm-hmm. was one of the best at the business in, you know, being so nice to your face and then absolutely like, you know, raking you over the coals in the confessionals. So my favorite part of her little bio here comes under the why do you believe you can win Survivor? Starts off very strong with her answer. I've been manipulative since before I knew what manipulation was. (laughs) 
And I love the honesty. She says, I relentlessly pursue my dreams. The great thing is no one would expect it because of my youthful face and small stature. I can make it to the end and I'm confident in my ability to advocate for myself at Final Tribal. I love that. She seems genuinely like a confident, not cocky person. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like a lot of what she says. She seems very down to earth. And she is on the, uh, I believe she's on the the Blue Tribe, the Luvu Tribe, uh, which consists of, again, Danny, uh, Sydney, as we have for mentioned as well. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how, I, I feel like your social game is going to be huge in, in these first two days, mm-hmm. especially concerning how people might melt away. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how uh, Erica survives here. Uh, if just, if you're, I feel like, you know, despite survivors' best efforts to keep things diverse and, you know, a lot of the women also mentioned that, you know, there hasn't been a female, you know, a, a a woman hasn't won the show in, I think, like three or four years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, since the last, uh, you know, only two female winners throughout the entirety of the 30s, which is, you know, unfortunate, but, right. you know, well, uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, her being the the smaller of the, of you know, the the smallest physically of her tribe, I, I don't know if, I really hope she, she makes it. Uh, you know, obviously, I think if this tribe continues, you know, does well, uh, maybe we get a swap somewhere down the line. I'm not totally mm-hmm. sure, but I don't know. I, li- I like what I'm reading from her. She seems very genuine, but genuine doesn't also always uh, lend itself well to uh survivor because they will uh cut you without any hesitation you know i would like to say as we kind of go through these people so far the luvu tribe is strong (laughs) yeah that's a strong tribe (laughs) that tribe looks yeah that tribe looks uh looks like they got some some uh meat on their bones so very excited to see how this uh this pans out for them and i and i hope erica's around to uh uh to do so but we continue to keep the train moving here as we move on to our next castaway uh jairus robinson uh a 20 year old uh from oklahoma city oklahoma college student like i mentioned uh his hobbies include survivor obviously working with kids and pediatric nurses athletics and he mentions you know jujitsu uh running and dance so uh very <laughs> again very athletic and mentions some 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 great names here mm-hmm. uh <laughs> in, in his uh players that he likes to play like yeah, so uh, once played Parvati, Fabio, and Jeremy, extremely strong winners. Yeah, I, I no, don't I, think I agree. anybody for those seasons disputed those winners. Uh, so that's great to look on. And then actually, if you go down to why do you believe you can win Survivor, he also mentions uh, people like JT and Kim Sprodlin. Yeah, one of the best uh, winners in the business. Uh, so again, definitely, you know, uh, you see a lot of things in common with these people, JT, uh, and, and, and Kim, you know, did a great job kind of just dominating the masses. Uh, I think a quote from, uh, I think it was Brendan from survivor token teams that said that, you know, he's willing to lose, uh, you know, and, and still vote for JT. Like mm-hmm. he's you know, it's so, you know, we'll, we'll see if that sort of personality archetype, you know, hangs around him because, you know, the the thing that those two players have in common, and and you know maybe things with with uh you know uh, Jairus will, you know lend themselves better to that is that you know the problems the people around JT and Kim uh, didn't know when to cut them. You know there's there's people like that. I feel like you know uh, uh, Jairus has sort of that. Okay, you know some he'll find his ride or die. And eventually it's going to come to a, a fork in a row where his rider dies. Either going to have to cut him or he's going to make it to the end and win. So. Right. 
No, I definitely think I like the things he relates uh, his own self to from the winner, as you know, says no one in the history of Survivor can charm like Parv. I'm going to change that. I would love to have Fabio's ability to un be underestimated, which I believe is the best thing you can be in Survivor. Lastly, I want to work Jeremy's shield management into my gameplay while still having my own king spin on it. I think he's going to be a front runner for sure. Like he just, he does seem to, even from just his bio, like he even mentioned himself, kind of have that it factor that some people have just had in the past. Yeah, no, I'm 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 very very excited. Uh, again, one of the younger contestants on the show too. I know the show has been very adamant about, you know, wanting to to bring some uh some younger people, uh you know into the show. Um, also, uh, crazy enough, uh, one of the first contestants of the show to be born in the 2000s. I believe oh. he mentioned that he is older, he's younger than Survivor itself, which again makes me feel ancient. Uh, right, old, very uh, old. <laughs> and looking at his tribe, he is on the Ua tribe, uh, which uh, has uh, Brad, uh, you know, on it, like the aforementioned uh, Jeannie Chen, a a grocery clerk from Portland, uh, uh, Rickard, uh, Richard, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's Richard uh, or Ricard. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'll go with Ricard. But a uh, 31 year old flight attendant, Sarah, a 23 year old healthcare consultant, and Chantel, a 34 year old pastor. So. Interesting group of people there that this this tribe to me is like the biggest X factor of like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to get here. You know, that's uh, random. It's a very random group of people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, this you, you looking at this tribe, this might be the, the trouble spot if this tribe starts to lose a lot. So. Yeah, this might be the tribe that's like getting down to one or two people. <laughs> yeah. And listen, maybe, uh, you know, uh, maybe not. Is, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But maybe Jairus is the one that makes it to the end of that. I'm very excited to see how that how that uh, shakes out for him because I think you know with with you know he is as a great mind for the game. Uh, if if the people around him are smart, they'll cut him immediately. But mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it, it pans out for him. Okay, next we have. Um, I'm gonna say it's Evie. Yeah, I believe, it's, uh, I believe it's pronounced Evie. Evie. Uh, okay, yeah. Evie. I think you've watched more of the videos than I have, so I apologize to everyone. Yeah. Evie is 28. They are from Westchester, New York. Uh, they currently live in Arlington, Massachusetts. They are a PhD student, and they enjoy cooking, biking, being in nature. So hiking, camping, swimming in ponds. Uh, three words to describe them. Extroverted, enthusiastic, smart. This part was my favorite part I of all the bios. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Pet peeves, men, not all men, but I cannot stand machismo and mansplainers. Anything that drives, anything like that drives me insane. In grad school, I deal with a lot of know-it-all male energy, and it's a lot. Back when I dated men, I once broke up with a guy because we were on a trip to Budapest, and he kept pronouncing it Budapest to prove how smart and worldly he was, <laughs> and it was the biggest turnoff. I broke up with him literally 30 minutes after we got back from the trip. I think that's, I'm gonna love Evie. <laughs> that's so that's so funny. Evie is is great. Uh so yeah, I'm 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 very excited for what Evie has in store here. They mentioned a lot in, in their bi in their uh bios that you know they would have survivor watch parties over the over the pandemic. Uh <laughs> uh they, they talk a lot about you know their their coming out story, uh, you know, as queer as well as non-binary. Uh so I, again, it's it's a great story you can root for. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just hope that their you know their their tribe looks like that you know they will will do pretty well again. They, they looks like they have some of the you know the the stronger you know competitors on their side. But again, anything uh, can happen in these games. But yeah, I'm I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Evie. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, again another player that is is very smart mentions Todd in, in their bio as a, as a player that they're uh, 
that they want to play as um, Natalie as well. Natalie as well. Yeah. So so yeah, many so. You know, a, a lot of you know some some good people to kind of uh, you know model your game after. So I think you know if if Evie's tribe can survive the early tribal councils, uh, I think socially they'll be uh, great. You know, person. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, looking at you know the the layout of their tribe. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm really really excited to see how Evie does. I think they'll be great television, no matter how long they're on the screen for. And Evie is kind of like also great representation of kind of like you said, a man has won more often than not. Yes. And the fact that Evie is just so anti that energy, which I love, um, really kind of speaks to hopefully the turning point we're at where we just get, you know, a real nice diverse group of winners, not just the cast, but of winners as a whole. Because I think, you know, it, it's it's not so great when you're looking at a show like this all the time. And, you know, I look at what if I got on Survivor, you know, it's like, I want to know that I have a chance. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, Evie and the rest of the cast really do symbolize that, that like anybody could come on Survivor and do well. Yeah. Listen, in the 40 seasons of Survivor, I believe only 13 women have won. Uh, which is insane <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, listen, I, I'm excited to see uh, how Evie does. I think they have uh, you know a great head on their shoulders. This looks like a good tribe they can kind of you know meld with. You know, skews a little bit more on the younger side. Uh, so we'll see. I'm I'm very excited to see how they do. Uh, and you know, I, I think Evie gives off. I think a, a big comparison I can throw off is got some. Uh, there's a lot of Sophie Clark happening here, you know. Yeah, can get can definitely uh, kill you with with their brains and their social game and their wit, but also physically not someone you can you can sleep on. Uh, right, you know Sophie definitely did very very well in a lot of the challenges, uh, you know that they competed in in uh, you know both uh, winners at war and South Pacific. So I'm excited. I think I think every someone I think can go really really far uh, if if the cards work out for them. All right, uh, Richard or Ricard, <laughs> Ricard Foyer. I think that's how you say that. Um, Ricard is thirty-one from Linwood, Washington. Currently lives in Cedro Woolley, Washington. Is a flight attendant. Enjoys violin, running, and winter guard. Uh, three words to describe him are hopeful, positive, and funny. Pet peeves: being asked a question and the answer being ignored. Um, I like him. He seems he seems to me kind of. Uh, a kind of he seems real he seems yeah (laughs) he he seems very real um very just just there's not a lot of you know i guess like for me i just seem like okay he's he's very i I don't want to call him like mid card or like you know whatever but but he's he's there um there's just nothing super that jumps out at me like oh that's a storyline um however i will say um it does say here, what is something we would never know from looking at you? I am deaf in one ear. I focus heavily on reading lips and I'm fluent ASL. I like that. I like yeah. that because once again, it shows the diversity. Two, it shows that, you know, hey, even if you, you know, have something that, you know, people have told you in life, you know, should be holding you back, you know, he's still coming out here and doing Survivor. He's a flight attendant. He's very strong. Um, and so I, I am excited to see him. I just hope for his sake because with all reality tv as we know producer storylines are a big thing i hope he has his moment and does well yeah no i'm uh i'm i'm excited and uh you know ricard goes into uh, great detail about their husband 
uh, a a transgender man that carried your children lost uh you know his parents in, in a car accident and so definitely a story you can root for for sure mm-hmm. but again that's not always a great uh you know thing for you in survivor people will vote you out you know they they i think nicaragua is the one the glaring one that comes to mind you know there's a contestant that had a prosthetic leg and mm-hmm. people are like oh we got it we can't go to the end with that person they're gonna they're right. gonna beat us 10 times out of 10 that's so. an easy winner and, and that's why i say you know i hope he can kind of break that mold and break past that and get his airtime and get his screen time and just really do well and show everyone he can do well and have that chance to do well yeah, no, I agree. You mentioned that the the past survivor they will play like is Aubrey Bracco, but win. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's valid. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Listen, Aubrey's one of my favorites. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how this works out here. And again, the anyone on the Green Tribe, I feel like is kind of like a uh, a wild card. So right. I think this tribe can either do very well or they'll very they'll, poor. Yeah, they'll they'll they're definitely they definitely have the highest like you know boomer buzz ratio mm-hmm. here. But listen, get uh, I I think the story is great. I hope we see more of a card as we as the season progresses and it's it, you know flight attendants tend to do pretty well in the show as, as Todd that's that is a true so as we move on to our next contestant here Chantel Smith the aforementioned uh pastor from on uh from Toronto uh currently residing in Washington DC a lot of Canadian representation in the season mm-hmm, by the way mm-hmm, I know yeah. it was only recently that Survivor opened up the borders uh, to Canadians that want to enter the show. So a lot of fun. Uh, has hobbies that include running, improv, acting, comedy, and dancing. Uh, the three words they use to describe them as passionate, authentic, and resilient. Pet peeves include bad breath, secondhand embarrassment, and slow talkers. Uh, I hope she realizes that you're not going to have a toothbrush out here. In most I was going to say, I was reading all the pet peeves, and I said, oh, do you know what show you're going on? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something else that stands out to me is that something that uh, she says we would never know from looking at you is that she said she was in a gang. Hmm. Interesting. You know, right above that, she does mention uh, what is the accomplishment you're most proud of? Uh, the accomplishment I am most proud of is doing the hard work in therapy and confronting my demons, working through the pain and feelings of injustice, and then being willing to cultivate a relationship with those who let me down when I was little. Mentally, very strong, I can tell. Which which can take you so far in this game. Uh, a lot of the times, if you have a good mental game, sometimes that physical game, you know, doesn't matter as much. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're definitely going to have, um, you know, the social game, uh, you know, down pat. Definitely a very interesting, you know, uh, a lot of broad, uh, you know, subject matter that they're a fan of. Um so I, I think socially Chantel do fine. I, it'll be interesting to see how they do physically uh, survivor player. They will play the game most like, and she says, I think I'm going to play the game most like Kim strategically and relationally like Ty when it comes to the idols, but I got some parv in me too. So interesting. Yeah. An interesting ar- array of, of players that she looks out to. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm my, I think the jury for me is still out on Chantel. I think, I, th- I think definitely it's going to be impossible to, to break them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they're able to, you know, to, to get in uh, well on their tribe again, green tribe. I was going to say Chantel's yeah. on that green tribe. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, uh, you know, shakes out here uh, for Chantel, but I, I'm, I'm a fan. I hope they do well. Um, I think time will tell. Because like we said, yes. I think the Green Tribe has it's got some some serious uh like boomer bus potential. The yeah, the Green Tribe is very much as a whole, time will tell. 
you know, kind of what I was saying about Ricard and, and, you know, now that we've said about Brad, Chantel and uh, Jairus, you know, we've looked at a good bit of them from the Green Tribe. It is just a very big question mark at this point. Um, <laughs> they're either going to do really well or they're going to be the ones that get whittled down. I don't see them having quite the same strength as the other two. Yep. I think your, your wit will definitely carry you, uh, you know, a long way and mm-hmm. shows like this. So I'm excited. I think Chantel's will be good television regardless of what we got here. As we move on to our next uh, contestant here, Shannon. Yes. Uh, Nasir uh, Mutalift. Uh, he is 37 from Sri Lanka. I hope I am saying that right. I am not quite sure that is. Um, yeah, sure that is, you a, know. A, yeah, no, that's a, uh, I believe that's the, the country of origin of, of Natalie and Nadia Anderson, if I remember. Oh, right. well, yeah, it's cool. a country, I... it's a country in South Asia. Okay. And currently, uh, he is in Morgan Hill, California. He is a sales manager who likes cricket, traveling and cooking. Uh, three words to describe him would be authentic, outgoing and hardworking, uh, pet peeves, laziness and people who don't contribute to group efforts. So hopefully we don't have any, um, any people who just want to lay in the shelter all day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not a fan of <laughs> of shelter people. Uh, Nasir was was very uh, you know wax poetic about their you know achieving the American dream. They mentioned living in poverty, uh, living in a he mentions again something that we would not know from looking at you. He lived in a remote village and didn't experience modern technology until he was an adult. Wow! Uh, so that you know, this is a man that has definitely seen some stuff. Someone that has survived uh, in the wilderness and. Uh, I, I something that's a, a a teeny bit of a red flag is you know when asked what past survivor you will play the game most like he says I think I'm a pretty original not too similar to anyone <laughs> who has played before I have some aspects of former players like my jungle skills and my engaging personality but I think I'm unique I will bring something new and refreshing to the game that wow. doesn't always work out for these people I hope so that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah I think I, th- I think we're all in the same but we hope that it works out right for this year there people that come in trying to you know break the mold don't you know, with the purpose of breaking the mold, don't mm-hmm. always necessarily do well. These are the types of people that, you know, tend to, you know, try to make big, you know, big moves early, uh, tend to maybe fizzle out a little bit uh, quicker. So I don't know. Listen, they definitely have uh, the, you know, th- uh, the chops to be able to, you know, live out in the, wo- in you know, in the, in the woods in right. less than ideal uh, situations. So, uh, and finds himself on, on a, in a pretty decent situation and a blue tribe, I think physically is, it's pretty stacked. the strongest, I yeah. think, by far. Yeah. So I think as long as Nasir again doesn't like you know, uh, you know, I think if Nasir's if he like plays you know a, a bad social game or something like that, I think he might right. be an early target. Again, you don't the the, the golden rules that you never want to like annoy some, but you know, be annoying out the gate. You want to just you know kind of be a team player. Don't put unnecessarily pressure on yourself. Well, so. and and also you never want to go in and and his just past survivor quote screams this. You never want to go in and say, I'm different. I'm new. I Nobody knows how to play this game like me. Yes. <laughs> it, it just never works out for those people. So I hope it does, and uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what they have in store here as we move on to, I think, one of my favorite contestants mm-hmm. uh, so Me far. too. <laughs> okay. Jeannie Chen is 46 from Los Angeles, currently resides in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they, she is a grocery clerk. Uh, whose hobbies include cooking, video games, thrift store, and antique shopping. Thirds to describe her are funny, kind, and sensible. Pet peeves, people who wear masks incorrectly by not covering their nose and mouth or who do not wear them at all. I love Preach. her. Preach. I love her. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm so, a fan. She's so normal. Yeah, 
I think you can tell she's a real like fan of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, a, a grocery clerk uh, in in Portland, uh, definitely a, a hard job of, of the last year. Uh, a first chair cellist in junior high school and plays mm-hmm. video games. Very curious to see what types of games she plays. Me too. Uh, I want to know. <laughs> again, also says that you know they don't compare themselves to any other contestants in the game. I'm going to have mo- so many alliances so I can have the best opportunity. To further my game, that's. I hope oh. she's careful. Yeah, I again. I also hope that she, that, you know, that she knows what she's doing because at you know, if you try to make alliances with everybody, you know, the last person I can you know recall in my mind that uh, you know, tried to make an alliance with everybody on the beach was Zane Knight, and you know mm-hmm. that uh, burnt out in an uh, epic fashion. Well, so though, look at look at Russell. This is true. Yeah, I I, I feel like with Russell, it was you know Russell was definitely in in benefit because his tribe kept winning and mm-hmm. you know you, you've seen how uh you know future russell seasons have gone people are right like right. you know okay we can't let this guy continue to get away with it anymore like we have to do something about this so other than that i think genie like screams personality i'm so excited to, to see how they do here uh you know in a, in a pretty okay situation in the green tribe again like we mentioned this is definitely gonna be so hit or miss they, yeah like who, who, who they mesh with uh you know I, I'm, I'm so stoked uh, you know what I will say? Do. I think the Ua tribe, now that I'm looking at them, they may not be the strongest. I think they're going to be the puzzle people, though. I agree. I think I think they look like they 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 got some. some they, if there was you know a brain versus brawn versus beauty approach right. here, they're they the brain. Be, yeah, they they definitely have a lot of brain here. So uh, I'm excited to, to see how you know uh, you know Genie fits in here. Uh, again, just such such a, a great personality. Uh, I need yeah. I need I need to know what games they play. That's all I care about. Me too, Jeannie. Now. Jeannie, please drop some <laughs> drop some catchphrases or something in the first episode. Yeah, let the gamers know as you're a, you're one of us. We'll we'll take care of you. Yeah. And so as we get one of you know one of the older contestants on the show, we move on now, Shannon, to one of the younger contestants on the show in Xander. Yes, Xander, our our app developer of the show. <laughs> yeah, very very hip. Xander Hastings, a twenty one year old app developer, uh, residing in Chicago right now, from originally from Jacksonville, Florida, uh, enjoys free climbing, road tripping, antique shopping, and graphic design. Uh, three words to describe himself would be independent, resilient, and adventurous. And his pet peeves include laziness and cockiness, especially for people who like to bark orders. Mm. Um, so Xander definitely, uh, Xander is someone I feel like I, he, if he wasn't an app developer, I feel like he'd be like an influencer on TikTok. Like, I was literally, I was, as you were reading that, I was just in my head. I was like, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. It, it, it's, and so, uh, Xander looks like a lot of fun. Again, the second mm-hmm. youngest contestant on the cast. Um, I feel like he's, I, he definitely, I feel like to me, you know, just judging by his, uh, by who's on his tribe and, you know, who he's gonna, you know, what his pet peeves are. He strikes me as someone, to, and who, again, the player he wants to play, you know, one of the players he likes to, to play the most like is Jay, uh, from, mm-hmm. uh, Millennials versus Gen X. I think he's gonna be someone that, like, rubs people the wrong way. I think he's gonna yeah. come in here with a villain's attitude. I, I definitely see villain in him. Um, I think, his pet peeve is very telling laziness and cockiness, especially from people who like to bark orders. I hope he's not uh, projecting. Yes. <laughs> that second, that second part there, uh, because sometimes people who say that uh, do that. So I, I hope he, he really does go in something. I also want to mention, he is also another cross country athlete. We have a lot of those <laughs> this season. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's the pipeline. I don't know. 
It, it may be, but obviously, you know, overall as a whole, another very physically fit person. Um, we'll have to see how he actually plays the game. Uh, he says, I believe I can win Survivor. I will be the final Survivor because I'm a jack of all trades, and there's nothing in life that can stop me. If I'm not happy with my situation, I change it and shape the world the way I want to see it. I form deep bonds in every social sphere I encounter and live such a diverse life. There's no one I can't relate to and empathize with. I am disciplined and won't rest until the million is mine. And no matter what, I won't get complacent or cocky. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be so... It's going to be hard because I feel <laughs> yeah. like... It's like something is just about like the energy that uh, that Xander's giving off here. I just feel like he's going to be someone that's going to like try to you know stir the pot a little bit more. I don't oh, really see for you know, sure. He definitely strikes that you know he, he he's got that sort of energy about him. I could be totally wrong, but I definitely you know Survivor doesn't really like to cast villains for the sake of being villains anymore, right? Uh, but I feel like he definitely has the energy of someone I'll like you know stir the pot, maybe go against the grain, uh, just kind of looking at who's on his tribe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like just like him and Evie might not like get along. Uh, him and oh David, yeah. No, they're going to, they're going to fight. Yeah. Him and him <laughs> and David, gonna... I feel like are going to like not get along with each other. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun television, regardless whether he fizzles mm -hmm. out, you know, cause he mentions players like Devin and, and uh, you know, Joe at, at, at the same time. And, you know, again, players that uh, aren't necessarily, you know, good at the challenges, but don't necessarily have the, uh, you know, have such a big target on them at all the times that mm -hmm. they're never going to get in a position to win. So I'm excited to see what Xander brings to, to, uh, to television as we move on uh, to our next contestant here. Sarah Wilson. Uh, she's 24 from Sherman Oaks, California, currently residing in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, she is a healthcare consultant whose hobbies include poker, aerial silks and trapeze, cooking and baking. Fears to describe her astute, resilient and witty. I like her. I just get really good vibes from her. <laughs> yeah, she seems like fun. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of her. Um, you know, she definitely has sort of that, uh, you know, uh, pretty girl mentality, obviously. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see uh you know what she she brings to the table. She, she mentions that her grandmother passed away from COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. so again, I, as much as you want to ignore that, how much of a factor COVID played in the delaying the season, uh, I feel like there's going to you know there I'm sure there's going to be things like that that uh you know that come to mind. She mentions again Kim Spradlin, big pop you know uh, yes you, you know big favorite amongst the women. Um, so listen, I, 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 I like her a lot. I think she's got, she's got, uh, you know, good energy. I feel like she's on, um, you know, a, a pretty, uh, okay tribe situation, you know, again, yeah. we'll see how it, it pans out here. I, I don't think, I, I don't, I, yeah, she, she, she might be looked at as an early threat because I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the, the younger, uh, women, uh, right. you know, like we mentioned, as much as we try to make things on an equal playing field, they're always going to be, you know, inherently at a disadvantage. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I feel like if her tribe loses like early, she might be in danger. I do like, why do you believe you can win Survivor? I don't think there has ever been someone on the show with the same physicality, intelligence, and social awareness that I have. I love talking to and bonding with people, and in order to win Survivor, you have to know how to connect with people on a human level. I'm very good at reading a room and know when someone is lying to me. I also have the physical strength and fighting spirit that I know will push me to never give up and always give everything I have. I'm incredibly tough, both mentally and physically, and I believe I will thrive in the environment of the game. I'm not going to tell anyone, anyone I went to MIT. Ooh, she is really smart, and I think I will be underestimated, which I'll use to my advantage. With my ability to genuinely connect with people, brains and physical strength, I could definitely be the final survivor. You know what? I believe her. <laughs> I, I really do. Like Reading her whole bio, I, I think this is someone that we're going to see at least make the merge. 
very physically strong, very mentally strong. I like her a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think she's if, if her tribe, you know, wins and, and does well early, uh, I think she can really go on a run here. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it it it, uh, it shakes out here for Sarah Wilson as we move on to. I think, in my opinion, this next contestant has the highest volume of either like boom or bust. Uh, mm -hmm. David Voce, a 35 year old neurosurgeon from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Big Chicago representation this season. Also, mm -hmm. I realize a lot of Midwest. Uh, also Washington DC. Yeah, the big, big area of of uh, you know from of casting I guess. <laughs> but uh again, a neurosurgeon like you mentioned, uh three words to describe him would be determined, passionate and stubborn and his pet peeves include uh you know revolve around people's incompetence, laziness and sack lack of self awareness. When you work an insane number of hours a week, you just can't tolerate pure ineptness. David looks like just the proper amount of like, you know, head on his shoulders and like mm -hmm. meathead, uh, right. you know, energy. <laughs> just uh, enough. Uh, my favorite thing right off the bat, which survival will you play the game the most like and why? Uh, I would play with a similar aggressive nature as Russell Hands. He was aggressive, but his social assimilation needed work, which is something that I have always said. If Russell had a better social game, he would have won. Yeah, I agree. Russell, you know, uh, other survivors have said this as too as well. You know, Russell was, uh, you know, had uh, was a had two legs of a three legged stool. You know, he mm -hmm. obviously, you know, uh, revolutionized how the game was played, but his social game was so bad. You know, you saw how it, it panned out for him uh, in returning seasons. Um, listen, I, I think if if you know you see how David wants to play, and I listened to a couple of his video interviews, definitely very in touch with like all the Survivor podcasts. You know, mentions uh, you know people that he uh, you know uh, that he looks up to, in, in you know both in the podcasting community and the content creation community. So definitely very in touch with how the game is played. Uh, I'm just really really nervous. Uh, you know, for anyone that wants to say they play like Russell means he's probably going to want to try and come out aggressively. Mm -hmm. I think he, you know, he definitely strikes me as a bit of an alpha. I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he definitely again in in a season where you only have twenty, you know, twenty six days, the amount of moves you have to play with are are you know uh, diminished. I feel like if if David's tribe loses early, they can be like, hey, listen, let's like put a pack together and like let's get rid of this guy because like this guy right. could be in trouble for us down the line. I think another player who, you know, kind of just needs to not fly under the radar, but just kind of skate by pre-merge and then merge, he's got to go right out of the gate and, and he's got to get his little group together. And, you know, something he says is, you know, my final tribal council will rival the likes of Todd's. That's, that's big those shoes are big shoes. Yeah, no, those are yeah. big shoes. So I, I kind of want to see him get there just to see how he does that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Todd notoriously having one of the best travel council performances of all time. So that's uh shoot. That's, that's a, that's a big target you're putting on your back, David. So that's like, a, you're setting people's expectations very high. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think David is either going to do really well or he's going to crash and burn completely. And I'm looking right. forward to it regardless. So also very also, handsome. Yes. He, yeah. Let's give credit where credit's due. He's very <laughs> handsome. Um, all right, and next here, we're whittling down to the end. Uh, Deshaun Radin, who is 26 from San Bernardino, California, currently living in Miami, Florida, is a medical student, enjoys cooking, making music, playing tennis, through to describe him, charming, devious, resilient. My biggest pet peeve is being told what to do. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
Well, looking at, uh, look, look, looking at who he's, I don't know how much of a problem he'll have on his tribe, but he definitely strikes me as a bit of, he definitely comes off as someone that wants to be like the alpha. Yeah. Uh, and he mentions he wants to, you know, looking at his game, he's like, well, I mean, let's be real here. My game will be unprecedented, but I see my game being the most like Surrey Field socially and mentally with a sprinkle of Wendell for putting out competition wins in the clutch and jury management. Uh, I will be Sari and Wendell's love child. Well, well, I hope. Listen, I hope. I hope. I hope it works out for him. You know, Sari famously, uh, you know, just the robbed goddess of all time. You know, never true. Uh, had an opportunity to to you know to vouch her case. So hopefully, he leans more Wendell than he does. Um, you know, than he does Sari. But mm-hmm. I like Deshaun. I think he's got. I think he's got a nice personality. I think he's on a good tribe situation. I think his tribe is going to be physically very. Uh, you know, very set and, you know, he seems like a very, uh, it's going to be interesting to see like how he deals with someone like Danny. I feel like they're both going to be jockeying for the alpha position and yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then, you know, you have very, uh, strong minded women on that team as well with Sydney. Uh, we've already talked about Sydney and, um, I believe we have to, we've talked about Erica. We still have to talk about Heather. Um, a lot of, very what it seems like the, the the even the photo is giving off confidence from every single one of them yeah so will be interesting to see especially because he says i you know i don't like being told what to do how all these confident personalities fit well together and who kind of ends up because on every tribe on survivor there will always be kind of that one person that's like you go to them they are just the unspoken leader. Super interested to see who will end up being that leader of the Lulu tribe. Yeah, no, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I truly hope for the best for, you know, for Deshaun. Uh, he seems like a uh, fun television. And again, mm-hmm. def- I'm always curious to see how these alpha males will like, you know, engage with each other. Right. I, I, that's going to be uh, a, a beautiful train wreck to, uh, you know, to uh, endure as again, we're, we're nearing the end here. We only have a few more, uh, you know, castmates left here, uh, Shan, as we move on to Tiffany Seeley, a 47 year old teacher from Forest Hills, New York, but currently re- residing in Plainfield, New York. Uh, her hobbies include running, talking to people, building things in the house. Uh, interesting. Uh, her three words to describe her are funny, loving, and loud. And her pet peeves is she hates being wrong. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know what's crazy? Uh, you know, I do respect her. She says, my, my favorite, or what is the accomplishment you're most proud of? I am most proud of raising my two boys to be fine young men. So she's a mom. She's a teacher. She's used to kind of being in that supportive leader role, um, which is why I think she says, I hate being wrong. You know, she's probably influenced and steered a lot of people. In her life and career, um, I will say very strong players uh, that she relates to. I would play com- competitively like Ozzy, loyal like Colby, but not detriment to my own game, and endearing like Parvati. That's a strong three. Yeah, listen, I, I, I agree. She, she only has, you know, Ozzy famous, or excuse me, Colby, you know, famously played full tilt. So mm-hmm. curious to see how this uh, works out for here. Uh <laughs> Interesting that she says that she, something she uh, people would be surprised to know about her is that she hates brushing her teeth before bed. Okay, she also never <laughs> washes her face. Interesting. All right. Um, I dig it. it sure. If it works for you, it works for you. You know so. what? I will say actually though, she's, she's very beautiful. I love the outfit she has on. Yeah, maybe big fan she of the- knows something. 
maybe she knows something we don't. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so it'll be fun to see how the mom archetype, you know, pans out here. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of the more slept on archetypes in Survivor. But, oh, yeah. you know, moms have famously done very well in the show. Tina, obviously, uh, you know, a, a, you know, for the, as, you know, the older woman, uh, Julie Rosenberg, uh, most recently from The Edge of Extinction, mm-hmm. did it very well. So I feel like this is an archetype that has definitely slept on. Uh, and again, this tribe, I feel like, uh, of the the orange tribe, uh, definitely is is built uh, physically pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how, uh, you know, Tiffany fits in here again, being the older woman on a tribe with, you know, uh, younger women. I feel like, especially, you know, uh, to, you know, most of the younger people on the cast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are on her tribe and, you know, Liana and Xander. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, she works, uh, works out here. I feel like I could definitely see like an, you know, in, uh, you know, in an older uh, woman, you know, younger man alliance working out here. I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's definitely a, a popular one. So we've seen right, yeah, we've seen that before for sure. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I think I think she yeah. she has potential here. So, and speaking of, we actually do have um, our oldest male contestant here, and Eric Abraham. He is 51 from Atlanta, Georgia, currently residing in San Antonio, Texas. He is a cybersecurity analyst whose hobbies include basketball, golfing, and reading. The words to describe him would be open-minded, optimistic, confident, uh, pet peeves, people who have characteristics of being slothful, condescending, and psychophantic. Huh. Yeah, listen, I, I I read through a, a bit of uh, of of Eric's bio here. Something that stands out to me is that he loves scuba diving and enjoys mm-hmm. en- enjoys examining the surface of the moon. Uh, that's got this. <laughs> he has like some. He has coach energy, and I mean that in like the most positive way possible. No, I I agree. And he says he would construct a hybrid playing style of Richard Hatch and Wendell Holland with a touch of Boston Rob. Yeah, that's that that's a group for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm curious to see how Eric will, will you know pan out here again. The oldest male contestant. That's never necessarily a great title to have, but again, no. it looks very physically we'll see. fit. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the orange tribe I think is is going to be built the best physically. So, you know, it'll be nice to see how he uh, he pans out here. But again, you know, I, I, I it's so hard to tell just like on the surface alone. But you know, he he says you know some some interesting stuff like you know the game is not only my motivation it is my tool to show myself that I can be a sole survivor. He's uh, honestly- very cerebral. And, and and he says, you know, what what accomplishment are you most proud of? My daughter, as she is the next generation in our family. Huge coach vibes. Just everything screams coach. Yeah, if there was a family visit, he would definitely bring out his assistant coach for sure. Uh, I, yeah, because he is uh, huge coach vibes. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 ex- I'm very excited to see what Eric can bring to the table. Again, definitely one of those cases where no matter how long I think he's on TV, uh, it'll be I good. Feel, yeah, it, it, it'll definitely be a lot of fun. So. As we move on to, I believe we only have uh, what? Yeah, is this our last contestant? This is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah the last contestant of the uh, season so far, and our oldest woman on the show definitely does not look it though. Uh, no, Heather she's Aldred, beautiful. Uh, fifty-two years old from Charleston, South Carolina, a stay-at-home mom uh, enjoys uh, exploring, painting, tennis, and pickleball. Interesting. <laughs> Did you Those are both? very stay-at-home mom hobbies. Yeah. Authentic, passionate, devoted, or three words she used to describe herself, and her pet peeves include loud cell phone talkers and people who choose not to hear the truth and bullies. Uh, hmm. Again, big mom energy here for sure. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm I'm a fan here, and she says she will play the game most like Rick Devins. Uh, <laughs> interesting choice of, right. of, of contestant there. You know, hopefully she doesn't get, hopefully she doesn't, you know, hopefully she knows that, you know, the Edge of Extinction isn't in play here. And uh, if, she right. gets, if she gets voted out fourth, 
she's gone. <laughs> but right. I do like she's like he played so hard with everything he had, even when it was getting bad. It made his time fun. And that's going to be fun to watch again. Uh, one of my favorites, obviously, uh, you know, in that realm. Uh, also mentions Tina Wesson, as well as Lisa Welchel and uh, Chrissy Hoff back again. The older woman mom yes. archetype definitely uh, oozing out of Heather here. I will say Lisa, I enjoyed Lisa's game. Um, she actually even just, you know, kind of looking at Heather, she does very much remind me of Lisa. So I'm excited. Yeah, she, she seems like a lot of fun. Again, uh, she is on a... Uh, She's on the tribe with, uh, I yeah. She's on the tribe, the blue tribe with everybody. So uh, good tribe. That's a, yeah. yeah. I will, I will stand and say, I, I think right now for me, in the order of kind of strongest to, I don't know, would be Luva, which is blue, and then Yase, which is uh, orange, and then the green tribe UA definitely is a big question mark yeah. at the bottom for me. <laughs> I think, the, I think the blue tribe skewing a little bit older will work out well for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, you know, because I feel like with the mom archetype, I feel like this is, you know, this, they usually tend to skew, you know, ride with the older contestants. Right. So I've, uh, you know, if she wants to go to Tina approach and maybe find her Colby, uh, yes. and someone like Danny or, uh, you know, or Deshaun. So that'll be a, a fun, you know, uh, that, that'll be a fun dynamic to navigate. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to see how Heather does here. I think she's on a tribe that will benefit her, uh, her well. Uh, in, in regards to, to uh, her success. So, you know, barring natural disaster, again, being the oldest woman definitely is not, uh, you know, a, a, a great, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's not great for you. So I'm excited to know nonetheless, though. I think she, uh, she looks like she has a lot of personality. I, <laughs> I, I just, I love the mar- the mom archetype. That's personally Me too. One of no, my I, I also do. Like Lisa, one of my favorites of all time. I just love that. Um, yeah, no, I think this is really, this is a strong cast. Yeah, no, I agree. Very, very strong cast. So again, I'm I'm curious to see if there will be any tribe swaps at all. If there will be stuff like I don't know, uh, you know, if, if if you know when when they'll merge at in in a 27 uh a 26 day season, uh, mm-hmm. we maybe we'll, we might even get a, a merge of like I don't know eight ten people. So right, uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see how this uh you know this shakes down here. So. Uh yeah, listen. As so we we have successfully navigated the cast of Survivor, uh, you know, season uh forty one, Shannon. Uh, I'm very very uh proud of us here. So yeah, no, uh, it's it's gonna be a great season. I'm excited. We haven't had a new Survivor in a long time. Uh, so it it will be good. So as before, we get out of here. Uh, do you have a winner pick? Do you have someone that you want to throw your hat in the ring with right now? <sighs> Oh gosh, let me let me look at them real good because I <laughs> there's there's so many that could truly be you know there, there's really when I say and, and I, this is coming from someone who's watched a lot of Survivor, it is a strong group. I think I yeah. think Sydney, a uh, 25 year old law student on the Blue Tribe, could do really well. You know Heather, if she kind of plays that older mom kind of guiding figure game and gets her ally. Uh, Green Tribe, Brad, I think could be very strong. Brad and Janie from the Green Tribe are, are my favorites. Hands down. I love them. I hope they align and make it very far together. Um, and then from the Yase Tribe, um, I'm just going to go David. I, I really think David, if he can pull off the Russell game with a better social game, it is a big threat to everybody as a whole. Yeah, no, I agree. Um 
Uh, it's so hard for me to choose my favorites too. Um, I definitely am again. This this cast seems very bookish. This cast seems very smart. I'm excited to mm-hmm. see how this will shake out here. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring with. Uh, I really, I really like, uh, I really like uh, Jairus. I think he's gonna do very well. Uh, you know, hopefully, as long as as long as he you know keeps his threat level low, I think he'll do really mm-hmm. well. Uh, I would love to see someone like Erica do well again, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, sh- you know, shortest physically, you know, uh, right. this, you know, physically the smallest, but I think they pack a lot of punch. Uh, Evie's another one that I I'm, I'm a huge fan of. I just love their story. So I think they'll do mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride with, uh, uh, it's so hard. Uh, I know that's kind of why I picked like a, a couple from each tribe because it, it really is a good cast. I like Sydney. I, th- I think I'm gonna. I think yeah. I'll, I'll I'll throw my ring that I had in the, in the corner with Sydney. I think Sydney has the right amount of of you know uh, physical strength as well as you know enough of the the social chops that you know make people want to keep her around for a while. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a real. I am so excited for this season. It, it is such a diverse and different cast. They're all strong in their own ways, and and I am excited to see how this all kind of shakes out. Yeah, no, I'm super excited too, and we hope you guys will, will join us for the for the ride. This is something I've always wanted to do: is you know, kind of talk about a season of a show in uh, the real time as it airs. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, well, you know, we'll assume you know we watch the episodes on wednesdays we'll upload these by the end of the week either on thursday mm-hmm. or friday well you know we'll talk through the episode we'll talk through the strategy you know we'll, we'll give our predictions of you know how things will go for the next episode uh, mm-hmm. I, i'm really really excited shannon and, and it's I'm gonna so be a, it's gonna be a fun journey for us to go through survivors finally back we're back. Survivor's back. Thank gosh. Uh, gosh. I, I never, you know, after season 40 with the, even the virtual, you know, announcing of the winner, I was just like, I can't wait to give back to Survivor. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked here. So Shannon, let the people know at home where they can uh, find you as we uh, go about this journey together. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter, uh, shenanigans. That is, I always forget how it's spelled. Isn't that so funny? Uh, <laughs> underscore S H A N N O N I G A N Z. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's really it. Um, I don't stream or anything yet. Maybe soon. <laughs> we will see. Uh, and yeah, of course, I have to give a shout out to No Pause Tournaments. Uh, the team I'm on, they're great. They run quite a few locals, including Vacation every Saturday at the Lehigh Valley Mall. Highly recommend you check it out if you're in the area. I agree. I'm, I'm very, very excited for how things will are, are you know, for what what is in uh, your future. So, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Koopa NJ. Again, this is not replacing Cooped Up in any way, shape, or form. It will air simultaneously alongside Cooped Up, the pop culture podcast in which I talk about all you know other things, pop culture and stuff. Shannon's been a guest on my show as well as you know other favorites you might have around the internet. Uh, yeah, keep up the I'm Koopa NJ across platforms. Follow me if you feel inclined. And yeah, we will see you guys. Uh, after the premiere of Survivor for our first official episode of The Tribe is uh, Broken. So we'll The see Tribe you guys is next Broken. Time. We will yeah. see you guys later. <laughs> bye bye.